0: Are we in full bloom of fruit, or just leaves? Let's talk about it. In today's cruel culture and wounded world, you deserve some good news. has taken the punishment for every single person that's in this room he put the curse in reverse and just like adam turned a garden into a grave jesus turned a grave so into now a garden. it's just grace upon grace upon grace and favor upon favor upon favor but we're still here and we're still standing and we got jesus so we've got the victory well, what's going on, Preacher Think family? This is Chad Joyner with the Preacher Think podcast, taking thoughts downloaded from God and uploading them to you via the lens of grace and kingdom. And again, I am the host and the creator of Preacher Think, Chad Joyner, and I am excited to share with you what we're going to talk today about. And I just want to go ahead and jump off from this point, not wasting a lot of time. Are we in full bloom of fruit or just? leaves. Let's talk about this. Whether you're a brand new believer in Jesus, having just realized Christ in you, or you've been a believer for a long time, if you've been in and around the church or Christians for more than about five minutes, you've probably heard something about producing and bearing fruit. With that being said, you may be wondering, you know, I know I often have, what does that even mean? Or what does that look like? Or what if there is something that can keep me from being fruitful? Well, in regard to not being fruitful at all, I know some of you have been compared to fruit trees as you've hung around church and Christians and heard different sermons about uh, where you've been interjected in and you've been compared to to fruit trees and and and, and that and and that helps you or supposed to help you see how you line up in producing or bearing fruit or being fruitful. And you've been told things like, you know, a leading cause to a tree not producing fruit is frost damage and as far as a natural tree. And that could mean you've got a cold, dead heart. But for the one that believes, that can't be farther from the truth because you've got a new and clean heart and a new spirit and you've got Christ spirit living in you. Believers have the warm, palpable, living heart of God beating in our chest Animating, motivating, and inspiring the entirety of our life—the life in Christ—that we get to be uh, partakers in His divine nature; that we get to partake in with Him this life that He lives in and through us. Or, or maybe you've heard this one before. Maybe you've heard some fruit trees struggle to produce because of competition for nutrients with other developing fruit trees and vegetative life that, and, and, and that. You're uh, not producing any fruit because you're too busy comparing and competing with others instead of just staying in your lane and blooming where you're planted. While all of that has some uh, tinge of truth to it, it doesn't get to the crux of this notion that we feel like at times that we're not fruitful. Or how about this? one? What about this one, y'all? Another leading cause of fruit trees not producing fruit is Uh, A lack of the sun, the S-U-N, sun exposure. And maybe you've been told that you haven't had enough sun exposure, S-O-N, exposure to Jesus, which again misses the mark on understanding fruitfulness or the perceived lack thereof. Because as a believer, you're always exposed to the S-O-N. You're always exposed to Jesus. Because Jesus lives in you and you live in him. I mean, I could go on and on with all of these types of examples that uh, if you've been in any type of, again, church setting, you may have heard in regard to producing fruit or bearing fruit or being fruitful. I could go on with these fruit tree examples, but I think you get the point of what I'm saying. And none of that helps get a grasp on the question that we're asking today. Are we in full bloom of fruit? or just leaves. Well, I want us to consider that all of us, yes, that's right, every single one of us that have subjectively received the life of Christ come to realize Christ living in us, we are in full bloom of fruit because Jesus himself is the fruit of our lives. The fruit Jesus of the Spirit of God is expressed in nine different flavors talked about in Galatians 5 that all point to Christ in us. But again, what does that even mean? What does that look like? Let me explain. First of all, I think we need to know that there is a difference between producing fruit and bearing fruit. Listen to this a producer is the source the maker or the manufacturer of the component or raw material, which in this case, we're talking about fruit production. A bearer simply carries what the producer has created, which in this case, we're talking about fruit. Simply put, we are not called to produce fruit because we are not the source. We are not the maker's or the manufacturers of said fruit. Jesus is. That's Jesus's job to produce fruit, which in turn means to produce himself through the expressions of God that we as believers get to carry. We are called to bear or carry the fruit that he has produced in us already, past tense, that he's already produced in us that we get to enjoy, and that we get to, in participation with him, deploy to other people. So let me go ahead and put the notion to rest that as a believer, you're not producing fruit. You ready for this? You're not. You're not producing fruit, but Jesus is within you. So you are full of fruit, believer, because it's not about your effort, your work, what you get to do, what you have to do. It is about what Christ has already done for you, in you, to you, through you, and it is him who is producing the fruit. Here's the evidence of that. John 15 says that Jesus, and I love it from the Passion Translation, says that Jesus is the sprouting vine, the vine that sprouts or produces the fruit, and we, the believers, are the branches. We are the ones connected to the vine in beautiful union to carry or bear his fruit. And that, listen, his fruitfulness will, not might, it will stream from within us. For those in dependence upon Christ, there will be an outflow of him unto others, even as we relish him ourselves. Even as we get to enjoy Jesus and this fruit ourselves, there will inevitably be an outflow of that Unto other people. Furthermore, Romans chapter seven talks about us bearing fruit for God, which means carrying the fruit of Je- that Jesus produced and continues to produce in us, for us to enjoy as well as for us to be distributors of, y'all. We are literally, listen to this, fruit distribution centers. But just because we're listen to this here, we're j- just because we're distributors doesn't mean we're the grower. Jesus is the grower and we're like the little community fruit stand that simply gets to give away the produce to anyone in need. If you're like me and you live in rural North Carolina, you may have seen some of these before if you ride by a, a, a farmer's uh homestead or a farm, they may have a fruit stand out front and a lot of times they might have a little wooden sign on it that says honor system in place meaning Please honor what we've put out here and don't take more than you need, but please understand that this is free to anybody who's in need. Come, dine, enjoy, partake. That's what we simply get to do. We get to be these little community fruit stands that simply get to give away the produce that Jesus has produced in us to anybody in need. And Galatians 5, 22 and 23 tells us What this fruit is that's produced in us and that we get to carry, that we get to enjoy and that we get to give away as we just simply go about our lives. Not doing anything out of the ordinary, not conjuring up some, uh, you know, act to make sure that we got to give out love or joy or any of that stuff. It's just as we go about our lives, we get the opportunity to give away love. Most of the time it comes in four different forms whether it's parental love from a parent to a child or brotherly love as we get the opportunity to love on our fellow brothers and sisters, sons and daughters in Christ. Uh, Obviously, erotic love between uh, significant others and, and spouses. And of course, The only love that we could give away that is complete and full and has to be definitely produced by Jesus is the agape love, which is the overwhelming, never ending, uh, all encompassing, unconditional love of God that's produced in us that we get to dispense among people. That's the first flavor of fruit. Another flavor of fruit is joy. It's the lasting exuberant emotion that comes from dependence on Jesus to live his life through us. Then there's peace, the wholeness and the the total health and the welfare that we have in Christ that we get to enjoy and dispense. Then there's patience. It's the unhurried pace of grace which is Jesus personified. Jesus is grace and grace is Jesus. And Jesus had three and a half years to turn the world upside down. And he did so with his ministry. And check this out. He never ran anywhere. He never got in a hurry. And here's the thing that you need to understand. Anything that's rooted in hurry can't be rooted in God if patience is a fruit of God's spirit. Patience, this unhurried pace of grace, which is Jesus personified. Then, of course, there's goodness. That is the uprightness of the new heart and life that we have in Jesus. Then there's gentleness, the fullness of of tranquility and well-being coming from who? Christ. Then there's kindness, the selfless, compassionate, and merciful nature of Jesus in and through us. Then there's faithfulness. The Bible says that when we are faithless, He still remains faithful. This cohesiveness in Christ, who is the He is the place and the person of trust and loyalty. And last, but certainly not least, there's self control that's produced in us, where we are we give up our our myth, our, our myth of of self effort to control. But the new self is controlled by the spirit, which is the ability to control our thoughts, our emotions, and our actions, listen, because of the mind and the life of Christ in us. Again, if you notice something about all nine of those flavors of the fruit of the spirit that I just mentioned, all of those expressions of the fruit points to Jesus, not us, and anything that we have to try to do to conjure these things up, we don't have to try to conjure these things up or make them up or, 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 or put on some facade like we're, we're living these things out. If you have, again, with the life of Christ in you, these things have been produced in you to live out. This is the fruit that we get to express and enjoy to and with all people and all places at all times. And see, bearing fruit, listen to this, can be done in a myriad of ways and in a myriad of places. I mean, just some examples kind of off the top of my head. I mean, you can show love sitting and talking with a neighbor on their front porch, just visiting with somebody, creating community and relationship and friendship. Listen, we we can exude peace by the ministry of presence when Someone transitions and we visit with those that are grieving, those that are uh, still left here with only the memories of the person that just passed. Maybe the listen to this. I mean, (laughs) this might sound crazy to you, but maybe the kindest thing you can do is is choose to stay home after having a tough day instead of going out with friends to happy hour and ruining their happy because you're not happy because you had a tough day. That might be one of the kindest things you can do. I mean, those are just some examples of how we get to show off this fruit, how we get to dispense this fruit that's been produced in us. But we don't, I, I say all those things to say it is that we don't have to have some groundbreaking ministry that's world renowned to show others that we're bearing fruit, because it's not about us showing others that we're bearing fruit anyway, because that's a, that's a relational issue between you and God. You know what I'm saying? That's between you and God, whether you're bearing fruit or not. Uh, You know what I'm saying? He's produced it in you. He's called you to bear it. It, That's between you and him. But it's not about you showing anybody. I mean, you just go about your day letting Jesus live his life through you. And listen, when you do that, fruit will be born. Fruit will be shown. Fruit will be dispensed. Just allow Christ to live his life in and through you. Give up the myth of control that you're going out here trying to live your life and produce the fruit and bear it every day and just go out and say, how about you wake up and say, Jesus, what kind of journey do we get to go on today where I get to express what you've placed on the inside of me, you know, and then just let him do it in and through you. Besides, I mean, believers, listen to this. If somebody questions whether you're carrying God's fruit or not, remember, that's a them problem. That's not a you problem. Again, we get to be fruit bearers. That's what we're called to do. And when someone questions our fruit bearing, that's called being a fruit inspector. And that ain't our role. And then that's not what we're called to do. We're not, in, we're not called to inspect the fruit. We're not called to inspect our fruit, anybody else's fruit, because the fruit of, of God is the fruit produced by Jesus. We don't have to worry about inspecting it. It's beautiful and full and whole and free and, and, and unctuous. It, it's the, it, it's great. We don't have to worry about inspecting that fruit. Now I, I will say this. It does need to be said that the fruit I've been talking about is a fruit produced by Jesus that we get to bear, but listen to this. We can also choose because we do have a, a, a chooser. We, we, you know, we do have a will. We can choose to bear the religious fruit of Adam, which lends itself to being what I would consider in full bloom of leaves. Like I was talking about when I, I opened up with the thought, Why? But why would we do that? Because uh, why would that happen? Why would we choose to bear this fruit of Adam? Because uh, the law based, self effort, performance tinged, legalistic works that one can conjure up that give an appearance of godliness, but in reality denies its power, as scripture says, gives the fruit, it gives a view of a fruit tree, so to speak. But you see, you find out soon that there's no substance there but people choose to do this all the time. I mean, listen, it's kind of like that wax fruit uh, you used to see at grandma's house or your auntie's house when you went over there. You know you know what I'm talking about. She had it on the end table or the little coffee table in the living room uh, and, and the fruit looked so real until you picked it up and you try to take a bite out of it only to find out that it was fake. That would be the definition of being a fruit tree in full bloom of leaves rather than the fruit of Jesus that you're meant to be carrying and enjoying. Just listen to this. Just because you choose the shadow fruit of religion to bear rather than the true substantive, sub, substantive, substantive fruit of Jesus doesn't make you any less of a tree. That's his. That's in full bloom of his fruit. It just means that you're opting out of bearing that fruit and settling for bearing a fruit facade of your own making. I mean, listen, y'all, how about this? Since we've been made a luscious branch connected to the vine, Jesus, and he's produced some good, juicy fruit for us to carry, for us to enjoy, for us to dispense, we might as well stop acting like dead, dry twigs carrying the counterfeit wax fruit of religion and get on with the business of resting in the in, in being the bearers of good fruit and good news. And the good news in this believer is that you're in full bloom of the fruit of Jesus Christ. not the fruit of Adam, not the fruit of religion. my goodness, not even the fruit of the loom like the underwear company <laughs> just the simply delicious fruit of Jesus. And the pressure is off of us trying to produce anything, we simply get to consume, enjoy, carry, and distribute what Jesus has already produced in us. So are we in full bloom of fruit or just leaves? Well, since we're in Christ and Christ is in us, we are in full bloom of him because he is the fruit produced in us. Even when, listen to this, even when we opt out or opt for the deception of producing and burying fall fruit, the faux fruit of Adam and law-based religion, which can look good from far, but far, but really, really far from good because it's of no benefit at all because it's really no fruit at all. No lush, just leaves. Since the exchange has been made, our old life for Christ's new life. Since we've been transferred out of Adam and into Jesus, out of religion and into relationship, out of the bondage to sin and to the law and into the bond of sonship and grace, how about we simply consume and carry the fruit of the tree of life, Jesus rather than the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, the forbidden tree, the dead tree, the tree that's only in full bloom of leaves, but no lush to satisfy any of our needs. Religion could never satisfy or satiate the appetite that we have to do better, to work harder, to perform, The only thing that could ever satiate, the only thing that could ever completely satisfy that appetite is the finished work of Jesus Christ, whom said in John's gospel, if you come to me and eat of me, you'll never hunger nor thirst ever again. Well, we're about to run out of time, but we hope that you have enjoyed the show today of course we hope that you'll connect with us and surely we hope that you will continue to live out your life at the pace of grace you guys be blessed want to share the good news you can support preacher Think by sharing it with everyone using the share button you can stay connected to preacher Think via instagram facebook youtube and various podcast streaming platforms if you have any questions comments, or concerns about what the gospel has done for you. Message us or leave them in the comments section. You can also email us at preacherthink at gmo.com. Thanks for tuning in.